Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and for the time being, I am talking alone, but very shortly I'm going to be bringing on a special guest. Um, And then once I bring on the guest, I'll be joined by Amanda Loudon, the coach of the traditional training programs in the Train Like a Mother Club. But Amanda's traveling to visit her mother in Ohio, and flights got all wonky because of Winter Storm Stella. So... So, I'm joined by a special guest who plays into the topic of today's show, which is getting kids involved in running. And so, welcome Lucy Williams. Hi. Hello. You are the middle daughter of Molly, um, my BRF and occasional co-host. Yep. Yes. So, um, okay, so tell us about yourself in terms of, you know, your schooling and that type of stuff. Yeah. So, I'm a senior this year at Grant High School. Mm-hmm. and Go Generals. Yeah. And as most people probably already know because of this podcast, <laughs> I am going to Western Washington University next year in Bellingham. Uh-huh. So, I'm getting super excited about that. And definitely like the senioritis is all kicking in and uh-huh. just really ready to be done with high school. <laughs> ready to stop playing Monopoly in, in economics class like you did today? Yeah, that's what we did for the full hour and a half Monopoly oh, the entire time. I forgot the classes are an hour and a half. So no, we're not talking 45 minutes of Monopoly. Oh, no, it was a long time and we did not come anywhere close to finishing the game. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, come on. You can't finish a game of Monopoly no. in, in a single day, let alone a 90 minute period. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. So before we get to talk about running and how you got involved in it and all that stuff we need to talk about shrek jr oh yeah yeah which you saw last friday with uh molly your mom and your younger sister ellie so come on come on give your opinion so good oh good so good Uh, yeah like i haven't seen a ton of da vinci plays even though i went there Mm -hmm. but definitely from the ones that i've seen i thought it was the best the music was great the costumes were super good john and daphne were amazing (laughs) of course (laughs) so i i really liked it oh my gosh i have been listening to the soundtrack on spotify just all week and i can i literally have to open my mouth during the um this is our story the finale song oh my gosh because i uh get all verklempt over it I gotta say that just the whole like the whole message of you know like accepting who you are and and you know oh my gosh just each being individuals oh my gosh I just thought it was so so good so I'm so glad to know that you did because I mean like maybe you're a little less biased than I am no I really enjoyed it and my mom and I actually went home and the next day we watched the like Broadway version which Uh is on Netflix right and it was just super similar to the Da Vinci one. They really captured it like the same way. Right. And it was so good. The music is really good. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. So people in Portland or outside of Portland, it's worth the trip. Um, it's still playing at Da Vinci Middle School in inner Northeast Portland on Friday night at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 2 p.m. And I'm talking about uh, St. Patrick's Day and March 18th. So thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for liking it. Um and uh, yeah, and I guarantee uh, that mother runners will cry over it because I don't I don't even like think like, oh, now I'm going to start crying. It's suddenly like, wait, tears are going down my face. So, OK, so, OK, so but let's get down to running. Okay. So um, remind me how long ago you took up running. So I think I started running around two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, it was kind of I guess when I'd say I'd started running, it was like the once or twice a week, 20 minute, 15 minute run. Uh-huh. But then um, last so two years ago in the fall, I started cross country at Grant. Oh, right. And it, I just did it very low key with some of my friends, but it gave me the ability to run like three miles, which was kind of a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a big deal. Yeah. And so just having that base level of just being able to do three miles and accomplish that, get some 5Ks under my belt. Then after cross country, I actually started doing like longer distances um and then into the summer is when I started running with my sister and we would with your older sister Lane. yeah with my Mm -hmm. older sister and that's when we started to do you know eight or ten miles well not yeah around eight miles was the cap then and um yeah so then from there I kind of got more serious so and what was your initial motivation for starting running definitely my mom and my sister were the initial motivation and 
um, that comes from you too, because <laughs> I think you motivated my mom, which motivated my older sister, which all together motivated me. Uh-huh. So that was really helpful. And um, just having someone in the house being able to say like, this is how far you should be able to run um, based on how long you've been running, you know, oh, you might want to have a snack before this. Just like having that support was really nice and uh-huh. super helpful. And so when you say their motivation, was it seeing the look on their faces when they got back, hearing them talk about it? Like what, what was like, Ooh, I want a piece of that. Definitely hearing them talk about it. Uh-huh. I think that, um, when you're like a runner, you want to talk about it all the time. So <laughs> with you, my mom and my sister, there was just like endless running conversations. Right. So I kind of just wanted to be a part of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so was it what you thought it would be? Um, not at first. It was really hard. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, getting past that three mile barrier was really hard and a lot of it sucked, but uh, <laughs> felt still nonetheless felt really good after the run. Uh-huh. That's why I kept on doing it. And once I got to about four and a half, five miles, then then it started to feel good while I was running. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sometimes say uh, I don't necessarily like running. I like having run. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, very yeah. true. <laughs> um, so when you got started, though, doing races, did you do them in cross country or did you sign up for just 5Ks on the road? Um, I think that I've done a few 5Ks before I did cross country. Mm-hmm. And th- those were just kind of run walks. But um, cross country is when I really started running my full races. And um, yeah. Those mm-hmm. were pretty bad because it was super hot out and just in parks and you're just doing loops and loops. Right, right. And you're, and you're on uh, cross country, you know, yeah. you're on grass and yep. mud and all that stuff. Totally different. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, all right, well, we're going to pause the conversation for the first of many voice memos from mother runners talking about running with their kids, how their kids got involved in running. First up is Lulu, who talks about her two children's different relationships with running. Hi, this is Lulu from Wilmington, Delaware. I have two kids, one girl at 11 years old and a boy who is 8 years old. With my 11-year-old, I was running when I was pregnant with her. And ever since she was born, she's been a runner. She runs in 5Ks, going to be running in a 10K, does cross-country, and her aim is to be in the Olympics. With my son, unfortunately, I had some medical conditions, so I was unable to run with him uh, when I was pregnant. And even though I've had him put in um, kid races um, and different events, he really is not as interested in running as his sister. Um, But we keep on trying. Um, So just recently he said that um, he wants to try another race so he can win a medal. So each kid has their own um, talents, and so the most important thing is just to be able to expose them to different sports and different things and see what really works for their strengths. Hope you enjoy this. Thanks. Okay, Lucy, I know you did your first half marathon in December. Yes. Well, what was that like? It was amazing. I really liked training for it. Oh, good. I, thought I training, love training. Yeah. <laughs> I loved having the schedule and I was training while I was beginning my senior year and I was also working on top of that. So I was definitely very busy, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was super fun and I loved how just exhausted I was (laughs) when I was training and how hungry I always was, could eat whatever I wanted. Um, Spoken like a true 18 year old. Yeah, that was that was pretty great. And the race I thought went pretty much perfectly yes it was yes yes you broke two hours yeah I got I got a 202 okay and um so I felt pretty good about that I was just going out just wanting to finish no big goals but then I had Lainey by my side Uh biking the whole route giving me water and stuff which was really helpful yeah so nice of her to do that yeah Uh so it was a good race and it definitely makes me want to do more, but I was so exhausted afterwards. Well, and then didn't you kind of hit a wall at like mile 11 or something? And Lainey basically, what did she tell you? Yeah. So at like mile 11, Lainey was biking next to me and she comes over and she's like, all right, try to get it under an 830 for the last two miles or to like an 830. And I was like, no. And she was like, yeah, you can do it. I was like, go away. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that I probably kept it at like a 930 for the last two miles, but I felt horrible. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, I think time has made you look more fondly on that story. I remember being a little more caustic at the time. Yeah, I think I probably yelled at her a little bit. <laughs> That's more what I remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you think you're going to stick with half marathons or? 
I don't know. Part of me wants to do a marathon, mm-hmm. but I also think that's really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It is. Yeah. So we'll see. I kind of want to do another race in the fall or in the winter. Mm-hmm. So I guess that'll just depend on what I want to do, either another half or a marathon if I really feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. And now do you feel competition with Lane since she did her first marathon as a freshman in college, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because was 14. Yeah, 2014. She did. Uh-huh. Um, no, I don't think I feel feel competition with her I wouldn't necessarily want to run a marathon with her because then I would feel competition Mm -hmm. but no I don't feel like I need to run a marathon because she did oh good good and you're going to a beautiful place to run that's true yeah yeah yeah. lots of trails I think in Bellingham yeah they actually have um a whole forested area which the campus owns that has tons of trails on it wow you can run on so I'm excited about that total Pacific Northwest thing like oh "Oh, yeah. yeah here's the here's the campus forest (laughs) <laughs> yep. No, I've been reaching out to other um, students to find a roommate. And I've been saying like, oh, if you're a runner, we can run together. And uh-huh. they're all like, yes, let's go on trail runs. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hear your mom has been telling me a little bit about the search for a roommate. It sounds like you're yeah. kind of already maybe keeping a little different hours than the traditional college student because of your running. Yeah, no, I well, I like to sleep a lot. So <laughs> right on. so yeah, um, I fall asleep pretty early and then I'll wake up around seven o'clock, which is pretty early That's for someone early my for, age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not talking about like a alarm clock wake up, like naturally just wake up fully rested at uh-huh. seven o'clock. Uh-huh. Um, so I definitely mentioned that in my bio when I was looking for a roommate. <laughs> I think that'll be interesting. Oh my gosh. And you're thinking about taking up rowing, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I got an email from some rowing person at Western and I guess they have a really good rowing team. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be great to go with running. Yeah. And I don't know. That's how Dimity and I got our start was yeah. that's how we got started that's what running I thought was about. because of rowing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And I thought, well, I'll, make, I'll meet like tons of people doing that. I'm going to mm-hmm. be on the water. I don't know. Just yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah. Give oh. it a try. Oh, you betcha. Yeah, I'm okay. going to uh, give you the big pep talk on that sometime off air. But Awesome. Yes, yes. All right. Well, speaking of teens running half marathons, this is a voice memo from Angela, who shares tips for training with her eighth grade daughter for a half marathon. Hi, this is Angela calling from Southern California. Last year, when my oldest daughter, Shannon, was 14 and in eighth grade, we trained together for her first half marathon. I'm happy to report it was a really positive experience for us both, and I have a few tips to share. First, always keep the training fun and free of pressure and let your child dictate the pace. If she ever wants to walk, let her walk. We just enjoyed our time talking on those long training runs. Second, be flexible yet firm with the training. For example, because Shannon also played about 10 hours of tennis per week, we decided she could get by with three runs per week. One easy one of four to five miles, another four to five miles of hill work or speed work, and one long run that built up to a 13.1-mile training run to build her confidence. Each week, we squeezed the runs in around her schedule, and that often meant moving my morning run to the afternoon or evening. Because she was only doing three runs, though, we had to be very firm about getting those runs in one way or the other so she would be ready to run when race day came. We ended up running the Fontana Days run in June 2016. Our long runs had averaged 11 minutes per mile, but she ended up running the race at an 8.43 pace. She finished in an hour and 54 minutes and came in first of her age group. I know that people question whether it's healthy for a young person to run longer distances. We made sure she ate well and got as much sleep as possible. After the race, we took her to her doctor for a checkup, and she was perfectly healthy with all normal blood work results. It's been nearly a year since that race, and she occasionally still runs with me. The other day, out of the blue, she said she wants to do another half marathon. So it's definitely possible to run with your children and have it be a wonderful experience for you both. Good luck. Okay, so Lucy, you're already thinking about, you know, adding rowing to the mix. Do you envision yourself as a lifelong runner already or no? Oh, I totally do. Oh, good. I totally do. Um, If injury doesn't stop me, Uh um, I definitely want to keep on running. It just is it's just such a nice thing to have and I'm so happy that I can take that to college with me because it I really think that it just helps you like get away from a busy world and yep. I think I'll probably always need that and everyone really needs that sometimes oh, you're awesome Lucy thank you so much for stopping by <laughs> yeah no problem we're going to take a quick break but when I return I'll be joined by my co-host Amanda Loudon who is joining us from her 
mom's house in Ohio, so she sounds a little different than she normally does, and also joined by our guest, Vicki Lang. A mother runner of two daughters who are collegiate runners, Vicki has been a cross-country coach for 22 years and a track coach for 17 years in Columbia, Maryland. Vicki's a coach at a high school and works with a youth running team. Stay with me. Vicki, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be a part of it. Great. Awesome. So before we get to hearing about you coaching kiddos, tell us about your own running. I started running when I was in high school, uh, and I then continued uh, my career at Frostburg State University and ran at the collegiate level there. And since then, I've continued uh, running uh, competitively, non-competitively, for fun, um, for the for my entire life. So I enjoy I enjoy running, competing, just everything about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to jump in and say that that she's an amazing runner. She's she's incredibly talented, and 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 she's very humble. So she she won't say that. So I'm going to say it for her. Good, but, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and your your um, daughters are both um, amazing runners. And I know you know kind of being born into your household, it was probably a given that they would become runners. But tell us a little bit about how their running evolved and, and flourished. Okay. Well, that was one thing my husband and I uh, struggled with because we were, you know, runners and we wanted to make sure it wasn't something that our kids felt like they had to do. So we, you know, as when Tiffany was little, uh, my husband would come home from work sometimes, and I don't know, maybe she was about three or four, and he always ran when he got home from work, and one time she wanted to run around the block with him. So he took her out, and she ran around the block, and you know, kind of, we did the centennial fun runs here in Howard County uh, as the kids were little. And then when Tiffany was about five, maybe six years old, a neighbor who was two years older than her was going to start participating in the Howard County Junior Strider program. And she wanted Tiff to join with her. And we were, my husband and I were very hesitant because we you know, weren't sure what age we wanted them, the kids to start getting involved, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so as it turned out, you know, we did it very low key and she fell in love with the sport. She actually tried some other sports. Um, we encouraged that with our kids because we wanted to make sure, again, they didn't feel like they had to run just because they were the daughters of Phil and Vicki Lang. And, um, so again, Tiffany, Tiffany, my oldest, fell in love with it and continued running. She did try soccer, some jump roping, basketball, uh, but in, ultimately ended up uh, just running. And my youngest daughter, she started probably around the same age because they're four years apart, and my oldest daughter was already involved, so she was always there. So she would do some competitions and some training. And she picked up on soccer and really, really fell in love with soccer. So that, for the long, for a long time, soccer was her main sport, I would say, as far as a love goes. Mm-hmm. And then she did running as she felt like it. And um, But then by the time she was in... I would say eighth or ninth grade, she decided that running was going to be her top choice. Nice. Nice. Hopefully nice. that answered your question. Yeah. 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 So, well, this seems like a good spot for a message from Tamara, who talks about how running is a family affair for her as well. Hi, this is Tamara Payton from St. Catharines, Ontario, in Canada. I'm the mother runner of a seven year old boy and a nearly nine year old girl. Both of my children run with me during the warmer months of the year. They're not big fans of running in Canadian winters. I typically do my workout and then circle back for the kids. They enjoy doing a 15 or 20 minute cool down with me each morning during the week. And on weekends, we'll do 30 or even 40 minutes together. I'm committed to fostering a love of running in my children for a couple of reasons. My daughter experiences anxiety and her symptoms are eased when we run together. I also really like the idea of supporting her self-esteem as she gets older with the sport that's given me so much confidence personally. On my son's side, he's your typical energetic and at times behaviorally challenged seven-year-old. 
It seems that he does better in school on the days when I take him out for laps in the neighborhood before we pile in the car. Conveniently, I got into running through my own parents. There was a time when my dad ran sub-three-hour marathons, and my family vacations were typically planned around the five or six marathons he ran each year. I transitioned from spectator to athlete about 20 years ago and run countless races with him, either behind him, alongside him, and now occasionally ahead of my dad. We check in uh, each day to share our workouts, and he remains my biggest cheerleader. I guess it's safe to say that running is a family affair for all of us. All right, now tell us about your long-standing coaching gigs, Vicki. You and your husband are coaches together, right? That's correct. So um, so you're cross-country and um, track? Yes. We work, we work with the cross-country and track program at a local high school, mm-hmm. Oakland Mills High School here in Columbia, Maryland. And it's the high school that my husband graduated from. So he is very excited to have been given the opportunity to coach at that high school. And then how about the youth program that you coach? The youth program is the Howard County Junior Striders slash Bullseye Running Team. And we've been working with them for, wow, probably 15 years maybe. It's been a long time. I Sorry, I don't have the exact time frame on that. Uh, we, we got involved with that a couple years after my oldest daughter, Tiffany, started participating in the program. Mm-hmm. And that pro- that program has really taken off and blossomed, and uh, we've, we're glad to be a part of it. And what's the age range on kids in that? That is anywhere from kindergarten to eighth grade. We do also have a high school program that typically is more postseason, so like youth championship time, mm-hmm. because we encourage high school kids to run for their high school. Yeah, it's it's really been um, it, it's really a, a popular program in town, and, and it's been neat to watch it grow the way it has. So, um, from your years of experience, what do you think is the best way to encourage kids to run and and kind of foster uh, a passion for running? I think when they get started, especially at a young age, it's really key to keep it fun. And that's what we always encourage the coaches of our programs to do, and that's what we always did with our kids, um, especially when they were young. Uh, we, we, if you don't keep it fun, they're not going to continue to do it. Uh, and running running's that type of sport that you have to be pretty disciplined, and it's not always fun, so you have to find a way to make it fun to keep the kids engaged and enjoying it. Uh, we definitely don't like putting a lot of pressure on especially young kids, even at competitions. Uh, we've always felt that competitions at a young age are practice and experience for if the child decides to continue to pursue the sport at an older age. Mm-hmm. Nice. And what are some ways that, um, let's say, uh, listeners, their kids are not involved in a in an organized program, what are some ways that that parents can keep it fun for their kids? I think looking out for community events. Uh, This day and age, there are, at least in our community, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's it's countrywide, there are a lot of events out there that are being done at, like, schools and um, in the community, and they have a lot of fun runs associated with it. And sometimes they're only a mile or two miles, maybe up to a 5K, if it is a 5K, a lot of times it's walk, run, and they, they, they target a kid's audience for some of these events. So I would, I would look for events that are targeting kids because mm-hmm. um, a lot of those events will have fun things afterwards for the kids. Um, you can look at different relay. Kids love relays, mm. you know, different relay-type races, um, you know, we always, I know one thing we always did with our kids after when we would go to a competition here, a lot of our competitions, we had to drive um, maybe 45 minutes to an hour to get to. And when on the way home, it was just tradition. We always stopped for milkshakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just, you just think of ways to throw some fun into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all three of my children are involved 
were involved in soccer from kindergarten on here in Portland. Soccer is pretty much a required sport, um, but, but, <laughs> but running has been trickier. Um, I coached girls on the run one year and pretty much forced my then third grade daughter to do it. And I have to say she hated it. And now I'm not sure she'd run even if she were being chased by a, a horde of zombies. So um, we've had greater success with our boy girl twins who started running cross country and track on fun, low key youth programs put on by our local running store. So what's yeah. your what's your advice on organized programs and how to, you know, kind of gently steer your kids in that direction if that's what what you're wanting? And it seems like they might be wanting. I think that's a great question, and I think my husband has um, come up with a, a great response to emails that he gets from parents. And a lot of times he'll get an email that says, I, w- I want to sign my child up for your program. Mm-hmm. And his response back will be, well, that's great if your child wants to do the program. Mm-hmm. So he will, mm-hmm. he, will, he, will, he will go back to the parent and make sure that it's not the parent that wants the, the, the kid to be involved, but it's the kid that wants to be involved. Because we've, we've had similar situations where, you know, we've had a kid there and, you know, I can just tell something's not right with the kid and I'll say, you know, hey, you know, what's, what's going on? And they're like, oh, my mom's making me do this. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, sometimes we will, you know, gently talk to the parents and just let them know the child's perspective so that then they can have a family discussion as to whether they want to continue to participate in the program. Because I don't, you know, I, I, like you said, you know, I, you don't want to, I don't want to force a kid or you shouldn't force a kid because then they they might lose that desire altogether. So mm-hmm. I would just encourage it to be a family conversation. And if the kid really says no, I wouldn't. I, I would suggest not not signing them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, good advice. I think this is something that Laura could relate to. Here's how Laura and her son got hooked on running. Hi, this is Laura. I'm a mother runner in St. Paul, Minnesota. I have two kids, Claire, who's 22, and Abram, who's 19 this month. Back in 2009, Abram was a homeschooler, and I decided that he and I would do the Couch to 5K running program together, me to get in shape and for him to have a physical education class. We ran every training run together, and in October, towed the line at the Monster Dash 5K. The gun went off. He turned to me, said, see ya, Mom, and off he went. I didn't see him again until the finish line. I thought, wow, that kid can run. We continued to do some races together, 5Ks, 10Ks, always the same scenario. When he was an 8th grader, he went to public school and he joined the cross-country Nordic ski and track teams. He made great friends, he learned from some great coaches, he learned leadership skills as a captain of those teams. In 2013, I was running my first marathon, the Twin Cities Marathon, and Abram and the entire cross-country team were manning the water stop at mile 23, a perfect place for me to have my own personal cheering squad. Abram ran throughout his high school years, he went to state as a senior, and now he's running Division Three at a college in St. Louis, Missouri. Running has been a great thing for our entire family, and the mother-runner community has been especially great for me. I love the podcast. Thanks for all you do, and thanks for everything you do for the Mother Runner community. So um, I thought I would um, pipe in a little bit here and ask Vicki a question about uh, my daughter. Um, she got started actually in um, Vicki and Phil's um, Junior Striders program way back when, nice. um, after doing some of these little fun runs that, that Vicki mentioned. And um, Last year, um, at the age of 11, she ran her first 10K, and she's currently signed up to run it again. This is Clyde's, actually, Vicki. She's going to be running Clyde's okay. again um, here in about three weeks. And, um, you know, I'm definitely noticing this year a little drop in enthusiasm toward the training. Um, and, you know, and I've asked her over and over again, are you sure you want to run this? Are you sure you want to do it? And she is determined, you know, that she's going to run this, but she's not – you know, welcoming the training and putting in the time, you know, to the extent that she did last year. So I'm kind of, you know, I, 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 I always wonder in the back of my head, is she doing it to please me? Um, or is she doing it because she really loves it? I, you know, and I'm just not sure. And I don't know, what, what would your advice be in this kind of a scenario? I, I think that's, that's an interesting comment. And I think that everybody 
always thought, like with especially with my girls, that oh, they just love it and they're always willing to go out there and do the training. And trust me, we've we've my we've went through those lack of desire for training uh, the same way you're talking about. But they still want to do the events. So you know, you just you have to kind of balance it. Um, so you, you kind of say, well, I'm not going to sign you up for the event if you don't put in the training and not, not to the point where you are encouraging that you need to go out there and be competitive and, or even be better than last year, but just to the point where you can complete it without it being problematic or maybe possibly causing an injury. So kind of go the route where, Hey, you know, I'm asking you to do this so you don't get injured and so that you can complete it and not be disappointed afterwards. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've kind of been trying that strategy with her. You know, I've been, I've been reminding yeah. her you know, it'll be kind of painful and unpleasant if she doesn't put in. Right. <laughs> but honestly, the, 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 the age, that age, I, that's, that's not uncommon. Um, at least, from the experience I had with my two children. <laughs> do, you, do you find the kind right, of entering, here, then. do you find entering yeah. middle school is, is kind of a turning point for some kids with athletics? Yes, I think it is. I think it can go both ways. Um, you know, when my oldest daughter entered middle school, that's when she decided she was going to stop other activities and focus on running. So she probably got a little bit more enthusiastic. Whereas my younger daughter was really enjoying the soccer but wanted to continue to do much of the running stuff. So we, you know, we had to find that balance um, and encourage the training, as Amanda, you know, was suggesting. So her lack of motivation to possibly go run to train for her event wasn't there because she was really more passionate about soccer at that point. So mm-hmm. it, it, it was a balance, and I think middle school, they do start to – figure out what they want to do because they're thinking of high school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so for, so for my kids, I, I often feel like I'm forcing them to do a sport. Um, I think I've admitted on this podcast, I actually uh, paid my younger daughter 50 bucks to join her basketball <laughs> team this year. <laughs> um, she had a good time once she got there, but it, it was, I was out to remind her of that, but, or they seem, my son in particular, who seems keen on signing up and then want to drop off the team after a few practices because he realizes, Oh, this cuts in on my free time after school. Um, so where do you draw the line, Vicki, between encouraging and forcing? Well, for my, for personally, we, I mean, my husband and I feel very, very blessed because the fact that we've had two girls that both enjoy running and both want to do it and continue to do it at the collegiate level was just a win-win for mm-hmm. us. So mm-hmm. we, um, but, so we got lucky at that aspect, that aspect and running has been a huge family event for us. We've got to do a lot of vacations that revolve around it, but when, when dealing with other kids who don't have that motivation and really just don't want to do it, we, I mean, we've talked with parents at the high school level. We've talked with parents at the youth program. And, you know, my, my best advice there is if, if the child really doesn't want to do it, any sport, so not mm-hmm. just even running, maybe, maybe there's another activity that your, the child would enjoy that's not sport related. Maybe they're more in the arts or maybe they're more in the music. Uh, You know, we're not, I'm not a big advocate of, you know, letting a kid come home from school and just sit and play video games or do nothing all, Mm -hmm. all evening. I'd like them to be involved with something. Mm -hmm. And as I said, fortunately for, for me, my girls did choose sports, but if they hadn't chose sports, I would have definitely encouraged some other activity. I just sometimes worry since my older daughter, she just is not athletic and just has no yeah. interest in doing anything. And, and she, you know, she played soccer and she played basketball, but like that was, you know, we, it was pretty much not a choice at that age. And I don't yeah. know. I just worry that, that kids, that she's missing out on something that, that, you know, the friendships, the fitness, the, you know, motivation, the laying the groundwork for, you know, setting a goal, that sort of thing. So I, I don't know. Sometimes I think I yeah. blow it out in my head. Think, oh my gosh, she's never going to take up a sport in her whole life. You know, right? No, and I agree with that a hundred percent. I think sports is a is a wonderful way to make to do to accomplish all those things you mentioned, and mm-hmm. and we and I definitely encourage it for 
you know, high school kids for that camaraderie. I mean, geez, you, you get to high school your first day of school and you know people because mm-hmm. you're a part of a team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, you know, if the person really isn't athletic, you can make those same kind of connections. You can make those same kind of um, goals in another organization, mm-hmm. um, whether it be maybe, you know, in the community, you know, serving the community or doing music or doing theaters and, and arts. Um, but I've also seen, I've also seen kids who have not shown an interest as you're suggesting with your daughter, really, um, even all through high school. And then, you know, maybe I coached them one season and they decided, you know, I really don't like this. I don't want to do it. And then I'll see them years, like after college Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, I'm getting ready to run a half marathon. (laughs) And it's just, you know, you just know, you just never, it has to click for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just, the, you know, the parent can want it all they want, but it really has to click for them. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, well, I, you talking about how uh, running was a family experience for you. I think that uh, you'll hear that resonate in this message from Sarah in Canada, who talks about how a seemingly expensive kids triathlon was a jump start into races for her whole family. Hey, another mother runner. It's Sarah calling from London, Ontario, in Canada. I have two boys, age nine and eleven, and they are avid runners. The first time we entered them in a race, uh, it was a kids' triathlon, and I remember thinking that it was a ridiculous sum of money for a race that was going to last about ten minutes. But they were three and five at then, and that really was the jump start of a number of events that our family does together annually, uh, running events, triathlons, and holiday-themed races that are really uh, events we look forward to and have been really important uh, parts of our family keeping active and healthy. Our eldest son is a generalist. He does lots of sports, basketball, fencing, swimming, but he also does like to run. He was the only kid in his grade, or sorry, the only boy in his grade who went out for track and field and cross country last year, and he did enjoy it. Our younger son uh, proudly tells everyone that running is his favorite sport, and he runs with his school teams as well as a local distance running club team. Um, and he loves it. He enters lots of races with uh, that club and often is the last person to cross the line because they often enter races where their team is the only uh, minor team or, or youth team. And so the majority of the folks in the race are more than twice our son's age. So it's tough for us to see him so far behind the pack But uh, we're always proud of him because it's clear that he really loves to run and he's incredibly determined. Um, The one thing I do worry about with him is that he might be running because he's definitely a mama's boy and he knows that his mother loves to run. Um, But when we see him race and when we see him practice with his team, it's pretty clear that uh, running is his passion and um, something that he loves to do. So that's our kids and running story. Hope um, everyone is enjoying um, many happy miles on their own and with their kiddos. So let's talk distances. Um, Vicki, I know you've got a rule of thumb uh, that you and Phil <laughs> use for guiding children or youth um, in terms of mileage based on grade level. Can you kind of yeah. spell it out for people? Yes. Well, we always did with um, with our kids, and we always encouraged. Um, it's kind of the standard we put in place for our our youth program coaches was that the kid didn't run more miles than the grade they were in. So, for instance, my daughters they didn't run their first five k till they were in third grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And we that that yeah that was just kind of the standard because, that we used because five k is three miles. That took me it took me a couple seconds to figure that one out there. <laughs> I was looking for some higher math. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, is there is there a certain age where where that becomes kind of, um, you know, not not so important? Like once they're in high school, for instance. I mean, what if you've got like a sophomore who wants to run, wants to run a half marathon? Um, not that any of my children do, but 
you know, what, what, if, if <laughs> we've heard did, of such children. I mean, is that okay at that point, or what? what yeah, what, yeah, yeah. We 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 really that that's mainly you know as they're young and growing. Um, once once they get to high school, um, oddly enough, the, the the training program that my husband and I do with our with our high school kids kind of falls in line with that. Uh, we don't, you know, I don't see the benefit. This is this is for us for a high school kid who's training for a 5K to do a half marathon or in a freshman needing to do 10 miles. Um, we we work a lot more on strength training and, and like, um, quality. We don't push a lot of miles um, to the high school level. But, but to go back to what you were suggesting, Amanda, I definitely, I definitely think in high school, you know, we – we don't really follow that rule of thumb as much. It would be a case by case instant because we've instance we've coached many kids who, as a as a freshman sophomore, could easily go out and run a half marathon and it wouldn't phase them. And then we've had others where a 10k would still be challenging. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And and you mentioned a little bit. Um, you talked a little bit about strength training there, and I was going to ask. Um, about cross training, um, you know, when you've got younger bodies um, working on running, is it is it crucial for them to have some cross training in there and, and get diversity of movement, um, or what's your philosophy on that when it comes to to running and and, and other sports? I think I think especially as as the kids are growing, I think it's I think it is beneficial because you get to involve different muscles. So, for instance, my youngest daughter who ran and played soccer she was able to engage you know all of her muscles at one point or another in an activity so as she was growing you know they were strengthening equally uh if if you're just running you know you're you're not strengthening and building all of your muscles and i really think i think swimming is a Mm. is an awesome cross training activity for a runner Uh, neither of my children uh, enjoy the activity could Basically, that probably trickled down from my husband and I. We are not big swimmers, <laughs> but I think swimming is a wonderful cross-training. And I, the one thing I do think is critical and we do with our high school kids is taking them into the weight room. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a huge program. They're not lifting to get bulky, but high school kids, boys especially, are very, very weak. And anything that they can do in the weight room is very beneficial to keeping them healthy as a runner. Mm, good. Okay. Okay. So, so this next voice memo it comes from Layla, and uh, interestingly enough, her daughter got her involved in running, and um, you can actually hear the ten-year-old girl chuckling as her mother does the recording. Hi, this is Layla from Vermont, and I am a mother runner with a ten-year-old daughter who got me running. She still runs with me, but the reason I started running was because she participated in a program after school when she was in first grade that was all about running. And I couldn't exactly send a first grader out running by herself in the woods or on our dirt roads, so I had to run with her. And once I started running with her and realized I couldn't keep up, I decided I had to do something about that. Now I'm the runner, and she comes along on many runs with me and occasionally says, Mom, I wish I hadn't started you running. But we enjoy the runs together. We've gone on some great adventures. We ran a run Disney this past year, and we've run uh, the Burlington City Marathon as part of a marathon team. And I think we will continue to have adventures running together as she continues to get older, because she does seem to enjoy it. And there's good t-shirts and stuff involved. There's usually good food involved, too, which helps motivate. Um, So it's become a time that she and I have together, as well as when I run by myself, time that I have alone to clear my head. So that's my story of how I started running and running with my child, and I hope that we'll continue to run together as she gets older and grows up, and someday, soon probably, she'd like to run a half marathon with me. Yay! 
So a few moms, including Layla, have touched on the topic of food. At what point do you need to start paying closer attention to a child's nutrition? Like, are they, you know, if they're just on a casual track team, doesn't seem as vital as if, you know, a, a youngster's training for a 10K or a half marathon. What do you think, Vicki? <laughs> I, I think it's, wow. I think food is definitely a hot topic. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think making sure that the kids are getting hydrated properly is probably the most crucial of all Hmm. things, even before what they're maybe eating. I see a lot of uh, kids that are drinking too many sugary drinks Mm -hmm. and and just not getting their bodies hydrated enough. So my, my biggest thing is pushing hydration and then obviously eating lots of fruits and vegetables and making sure after a hard workout, they're getting, you know, they're going home and getting some nutrition into their body uh, immediately. At what age um, should it become vital? I, I'm, I, I honestly don't have a great answer to that because it's not something I ever did with my children. We, I did not restrict their diets mm-hmm. or I, I let them decide um, on their own if they wanted to step up and start eating more healthy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've heard from a number of moms um, that running helps their children concentrate in school or deal with anxiety or whatnot. Vicki, what are your thoughts on the reverberating effects of having your child run? Yeah, I think, I think that's a, a great comment, and I think it is a, is a wonderful stress reliever. I know that the times in my children's lives when they were injured and had to take some time off they were definitely more stressed and they were definitely more on edge than at the times they were getting to get out there and run so i think i think it is a is a great stress reliever so one of those moms who uh, that question was spurred by is is lindsay and here she is talking about her son with adhd This is Lindsay from Utah, and I have an eight-year-old boy with ADHD, and running helps keep us all sane. Every morning before school, my husband wakes him up early, and they go for about a 15 to 20-minute jog around the neighborhood, and he really looks forward to that alone time with dad, and it helps him focus better in school for the rest of the day. Sometimes he even wakes up dad on non-school days so they can still get in there and run. So, Vicki, do you you have any thoughts... um on gear. I mean, when it comes to kids, you know, it's a good pair of running shoes, all they need. And of course, a a good sports bra, if you're, if you're a girl, um, depending (laughs) on the age. (laughs) Yes. I, I mean, that's the one thing we tell uh, parents of kids that we work with of any age that make the investment in a good pair of shoes, not to go to an off brand shoe and put their kids in it because you know, you don't, you sometimes you think, well, they're only, you know, six or seven. They don't need that quality shoe, but they really do because they're growing. Mm-hmm. And if, if they're not, if they're not fitted properly in a pair of shoes, then that can be detrimental and cause injury. I am not a big advocate for orthotics mm-hmm. for young children. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that their, their bodies are growing so fast that they don't, they don't really need to be restricted by an orthotic. I know there's definitely some cases where they're necessary, but um, I just think a good pair of shoes, if you have that, you can, you, you'll, be, you'll be good to go. Nice, nice. But then the one, I, I, will, I, will, I will comment one other thing on that. Mm-hmm. The, one yeah. thing I, the one thing I don't encourage um, is, you know, I definitely encourage a good pair of training shoes, but as far as maybe getting spikes mm. or racing shoes at a young age, again, that's, I don't think that's a necessity. I think that you can, at a young age, race in your trainers for a long time. If a, if a kid wants to go into spikes, it's not that I would discourage it, but it's not something I would encourage um, until they were maybe late elementary, middle school, high school, and if they were really getting into the sport competitively. Okay. Okay. 
And is there like a, um, I know for our soccer club, we had a soccer cleat exchange on our front porch for a long time. Do teams have like, like spike exchanges? Because otherwise that seems like a pretty pricey endeavor to be like, oh yeah, my kid needs a size eight this week. And by next week, he'll be wearing size nine. Like do teams do that? That's a, yeah, that's a great, that's a great idea. And <laughs> funny enough, it's not something we do. I do know some, some parents do it amongst themselves so oh, good. It's kind of an in yeah informally it definitely happens we actually people will give us their old spikes and we have a collection in our garage that we will take and um help help others out mm-hmm. as needed okay so you can so, so maybe you can always talk to a coach and see if there's some workarounds if if that would exactly. be exactly yeah great great all right, well, here comes a voice memo from Hannah, and um, paired with Lulu's earlier message, it got me wondering if early exposure to running helps kids get interested in the activity. Hi, this is Hannah from Des Moines, Iowa. I am calling about my um, three lovely children who have different relationships with running. Um, when my youngest was a baby, we would run with her in the stroller all the time. But as we added two others um, to complete our family of five, we have had a harder time taking them with us. Um, My oldest is now seven and she loves running and her father and I will take her for one mile runs around the neighborhood. It is amazing how much she will talk to us during those runs and I just hope that as she gets older, we can continue um, those runs together. There is nothing like watching her finish a kid's race. The smile on her face is so big every time. It is one of my greatest joys of parenting. My four-year-old daughter has a slightly different relationship with running. She uh, participated in many kids' races that we signed her up for, uh, which always had mascots for some reason, which she is deathly afraid of. So her new mantra is, I am never going to run in a race ever. So we have decided to give her a break from running. Um, But I definitely enjoy getting my kids involved in running as much as possible to share my love of the sport with them. Uh, Thank you all. Have a wonderful day. So, Vicki, I've got a question on injuries. Um, You know, I know at the high school level, you know, I I, I hear of um, a fair share of stress fractures among girls um, in particular, it seems. Um, What... what, um, what can parents be looking out for? Do it, are the rules different at all for children when it comes to avoiding injury? Um, or are they pretty much the same rules of thumb that you want to follow as an adult runner to, to keep injury at bay? Yeah, I think it's the same rule, rules of thumb. You definitely don't want to increase mileage or intensity too quick. You definitely, you know, for the, for the, for the young kids, you definitely want to keep their age in mind. And um, you also want to keep their experience in mind. So we might have a talented, even, you know, I can use my daughter as an example. When she was a freshman in high school, she was the number one runner on our high school team. But she was a freshman, and even though she had been a youth runner, she was still only a freshman in high school. And we had some seniors that were four-year runners, and their training plan was different mileage-wise than the number one runner on the team because she was only a freshman. Uh, we do a progression plan, and I just encourage that as an adult, as a youth runner, that you know you 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 leave room to build, especially if they're young, because if you don't, they're gonna they will get injured. And then there's other, and that's that's like your more serious injuries with stress fracture or tendonitis, you know, overuse type injuries. Well, you ha- another thing you have to look look for in children and all the way through high school are um, growing pains. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are, there are plenty of pains that they'll have, not just in running, but in sports in general that are truly related to growth spurts. And sometimes they really do just need to rest during those times because you don't want to take the risk of injuring a growth plate. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah, I guess yeah, I can say my daughter. That that definitely applies to her. I mean, I feel like her feet yeah. for the last couple of years, you know, it doesn't matter what sport she's doing, her feet, she will come home and complain about her feet, you know, and it doesn't matter yeah. what shoes, what sport, you know, and I think it's just growing. She's just, yeah. she's growing so quickly right now. Yeah. That's what, yeah, um, I never, I don't remember have growing pains and I just always then thought it became, was just like a, you know, a metaphor or something like that. And right. oh my gosh, my son in particular, he'll always be like, mom, my legs hurt so much. My legs hurt so much. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, 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 it's definitely for, it's definitely for real in the, in the muscles and it's definitely for real, for real at joints, especially in the foot and ankle and the knee. All right. Good. Good to know. So, um, and speaking of injury, um, this final voice memo is especially poignant to me as Andrea sent me several wonderful messages while I was healing from my four time fractured ankle in 2015. And and you'll hear why she related. This is Andrea in Alexandria and I treasure every single opportunity I have to run with my son, Pablo. When he decided to go out for the cross-country team in high school, I was so excited, and it really reinvigorated my love of running. Pablo's times quickly improved, and he moved up the ranks on the cross-country team to the point that he was amongst the top five runners. He was really looking forward to being at the top of the varsity team when, for his junior and senior year when he had a terrible sledding accident that broke his leg in multiple places. He required several surgeries and his leg is now held together with six plates and about 42 screws. The road to recovery was long and painful, but he always kept a very positive attitude and I gave him the best, I thought at the time, encouragement that I possibly could. Almost two years after the accident, we were able to get to the starting line of a race and just before the gun went off he gave me a hug and a kiss and he said mom I wouldn't be here without you it meant so much to me and so every run that I have with him is just a sheer gift well thank you so much Vicki it's been a pleasure talking with you and Amanda thank you for joining us from Ohio Absolutely. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. And, and uh, yeah, Vicki, you're, you're such a, a wealth of knowledge, so it's really fun to have you on. Oh, thank you. It was, it was fun to be a part of it. All right. Well, and speaking of Sons Who Run, we recorded this show late later in the day than usual, which allows me to welcome on a very special to me guest, my 11-year-old son, John. Welcome to the podcast, John. Hi. Hello. How was school, John? Uh, it was good. It was good. It was good. So, so John, I want you to talk about your experience with running. Is it a little funny talking to mom on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> You're so funny covering your mouth. <laughs> um, all right. So. <laughs> all right, John, we got to sober up here. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Do some centering. To, you must be used to this from Shrek Jr., right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, baby bear. <laughs> come on, dude. We got to have some. Okay. All right, John. So. Do you have any memory of how you got involved in running? Um, well, I remember that you wanted me to take up running because you loved running so much. And I thought I'd do it because I didn't have any after school classes at the time. So mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. And it was f- pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was through the foot traffic program? Was yeah. That? Yeah. Okay. So when you do cross country and track, do you have a preference? Uh, I really like, uh, track. How come? Because it's a little bit easier for me to run because it's not on hills, Mm -hmm. but I like cross country because it's more challenging and it's, it's fun. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you seem to like hanging with a bunch of buddies on the teams. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but it sometimes seems that, um, do you ever feel like I forced you to do it? I think you wanted me to do it, but it wasn't in a way like you were making me go. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad you, now that the memory's maybe a little hazy, because I definitely remember having to force you a couple times, particularly go to cross country sometimes, or sometimes we had to bargain as to how often you would go 
to meets, right? Yeah. Yeah. And particularly as a juggling act. Talked about that a little bit, about when you were in, you were in um, Macbeth, yeah. your play at school. And so you really didn't want to have to go to as many um, cross-country meets or practices. So talk mm-hmm. about how you felt about having to juggle more than one activity. Well, it's, it's a bit um, complicated when you have all these things to keep track of. Like in Macbeth, we had to memorize lines. And in cross-country, you're just running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just pour it out, pour uh-huh. it on, yeah. I'd say that Macbeth was more tiring than running. Oh, that's intriguing. How come? Because you had to do way more stuff, and yeah, you were practicing all these things like over and over again, and the stage lights mm-hmm. were really hot. And <laughs> <laughs> so, and when you're running, John, what does it feel like to you? Because I would love to be as fast and as graceful of a runner as you are. Because I'm not, and then it's making you laugh. I don't know why this question is making you laugh. <laughs> um, well, I really like running because it's it gives you a chance to like get away from other things. Oh, and it's like, uh, like one of the reasons you like running is for like nature, mm-hmm. and I like being able to go out and run a lot mm-hmm. and be a part of nature uh-huh. even when you're on the track do you get to feel like you're in nature when you're on the track yeah because there's there's even though some grass is fake uh-huh. <laughs> it's still green yeah <laughs> so and what do you tell yourself when you're racing because uh you know i like to encourage you to push yourself in a race what do you how do you push and how do you what do you tell yourself when it gets tough well uh sometimes when i run my legs start to numb up and it feels like I'm not running anymore Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like I'm paralyzed from the neck down and Mm -hmm. I can't really feel it Mm -hmm. and it gets really weird. Mm -hmm. Does it freak you out a little bit? Yeah, it does. And sometimes when I get really tired at the end of a race, uh, when I have the encouragement of like everyone else on the sidelines cheering me on, it's, it's more fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what do you tell yourself to keep pushing when that numbness sets in? that I can't feel my body anymore, so I don't feel the pain anymore. <laughs> Not that running is painful. <laughs> you don't think running's painful? I don't. How do you think when it gets tough, what, what oh. words come to your head? Uh, hmm. Because sometimes I use, I like to use the word challenging instead yeah, of painful. Yeah, challenging. You like that word? Mm-hmm. You like that word? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, anything else like advice Maybe to moms who are listening, parents who are listening. What do you think? Well, 11-year-olds and moms don't have a lot in common. <laughs> but um, when you reach the end, uh, you're doing it for the family. You're doing it for the family. <laughs> All right. Well, good to know, John. Good to know. So and then we have running in common. Is that what you're saying, too? Yeah. Yeah. So then we have something to talk about, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. Well, thanks for joining me. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, well, let's switch from 11-year-old John to um, almost 45-year-old Dimity talking about the Train Like a Mother Club. Hello, hello again from Denver. It's Dimity here with your Train Like a Mother Club corner. Today we are stopping in the 10K traditional program. We have a 10K run and a 10K race program, and Christy is in the 10K race program, and she writes this. I did my eight-mile-long run yesterday, and here's how it went. Number My day. Number one, wake up, feel self-pity about eight-mile-long run on training plan. Contemplate unfairness for a while. Number two, put on lipstick along with running clothes, running shoes, etc., and run four reasonably pleasant miles. I think at one point that Ivanka, Donald, and Ivana should have named one of their sons Dolanka. At another point, I run by a bunch of stucco tutors and think, I really like stucco tutors. Number three, I become caught in significant rain. I think, no problem. I'm such a responsible person that I planned ahead. And I put on my water-resistant jacket. Number four, I run four remaining miles and arrive home soaked virtually beyond recognition. I remove all clothing just inside my front door, the way we do with the dog's raincoats to stop them from ruining the furniture, and each article makes a sloshing sound as it hits the stone floor. Even the heart rate chest strap is dripping. 
My husband comes downstairs from his office, finds me standing stark naked in a pile of clothes that I'm squeezing my hair onto. So how did it go? He inquires. <laughs> Number five, I have a recovery snack and sit down to the three or four hours of writing work I do every weekday. I feel sleepy and I decide maybe I will lie down for 30 minutes first. Number six, fall into a coma, wake up three hours later with still wet hair. I open the essay I'm working on, stare at, as, stare at it as though I, it was a series of exotic glyphs. Number seven, online shoe shopping. Number eight, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Good job, Christy, on your eight miles in the rain. I believe she lives um, in Portland or near Portland. Um, I know you guys have had a very rainy winter. So, um, so nice job. And um, hope that you have some sunny, lovely, temperate miles ahead of you this week. Have a great week, guys. Bye. I am so, so, so excited for the new merch in our store that I just put up. Um, and particularly, I feel like it was a group effort because it took lots of feedback and made numerous changes based on comments we received on Instagram. I would post like mock-ups, you know, ideas we were thinking of and get feedback and comments from people um, like we are debuting, we've debuted a new lifestyle shirt that says B-A-M-R, you know, which stands for BAMR, Badass Mother Runner, and it has an asterisk at the end of it. And so I was like, oh, what should that asterisk say? And so based on comments on Instagram, we settled on the subtext that says, takes one to no one. Um, we were a little snarky with our first one, like, if you have to ask, you're not one or something like that. And people were like, yeah, no, that's not the AMR vibe. So I just love that we finally, um, through group vote, we settled on takes one to no one. And then we have our new Many Happy Miles tank top. And that's another example of where we listen to feedback. And originally, I was just going to offer it in pink. And there are a lot of pink haters in the world out there. So um, so now we debuted it in a pink and a navy blue one, which we've never done before. Well, we've done it once before with our Badass Mother Runner, our original tank top. We offered it in two colors, but to have two colors of something, woo, we're big time now. So um, to check out all the new for spring lifestyle tees, tech tanks, and a sassy tech short sleeve running top, go to motherrunnerstore.com. Again, that's motherrunnerstore.com. And act fast because in the month of March, we uh, if you order uh, $25 or more of stuff, you get a free bumper sticker that says, it's all good, I ran today. So that's pretty sweet action. So whether you're running solo or with a kid or two, many happy miles. Happy miles.